Is your voice bothering you? A little bit. Why? Not gonna lie. I'm insecure about my voice. It sounds too. You started bubbled. a podcast. It actually it's sounds great. It does sound great. Oh, thank you. I don't like my voice. We all don't like our voices. That In- didn't sound so introducing cool. Introducing oh, Mark. Thank you. We all know Mark to be an <laughs> encourager to other people. Oh, yeah. This is Mark. Support everybody. MVP. Yes. We c- he, you could start your own business. I could. Yeah, just just Selling catering to people and telling them about their insecurities and telling them you know it's all going to be okay because you're good about, you're good at that you're good at five I don't want, I don't want to tell them about their insecurities <clears throat> I may support them through their insecurities. What's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> Why are you that way? Why are you so screwed up? <laughs> you know it's funny. A lot of people are screwed up nowadays. Apparently, they we s- all we all are in one way or another. Yeah. We all need a good drug to help us through the situation. I think I'm good, but... You and know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the drug dealer that can provide uh, it. Did you know? There we it's go. A, it's almost like participation the legal drug award. Dealer. With, uh, oh, yeah. You know, being Parker. messed up. It's Christian, you said he had a question you wanted to ask me. Yeah. What's um, up? So, you said earlier you were born in the 60s. Yes, sir. And now we're in 2022. I was going to ask, and I know that you like music a lot, so what's the like culture change you've seen over the years? Talk about that. You know, it makes me feel really old that uh, <laughs> the, the fact that, you know, I was born in 60, grew up pretty much in the 70s, mm-hmm. graduated from high school in 78, and it's just the, the change in music. You know, I, I'm a 70s, 80s, 90s kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I Back in the day, I loved going to concerts. I, I, I don't know how many concerts I could tell you I've been to. I've seen great bands. I've had a lot of fun, a lot of good times with the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, just the, the culture changes have been very different. Uh, sometimes I feel like the really old man, you're like, do you remember when this? Do you remember when that? You know, and Remember when they didn't say that word in songs? <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> exactly. And now I hear that, I'm like, whoa, that's acceptable? Yeah. It, it was not acceptable in my day. That's right. Yes, sir. Um, what about the way they portray like the 70s and 80s movies and TV shows? Was it that drastic? Because I feel like it's kind of the overtop. I'm actually curious about that, too. Is it that accurate? To an extent. Sometimes they, I just think for the TV show and for the, to gather the audience, they portrayed it a little bit more extreme than it was. But, you know, I wasn't the guy that went to Woodstock and all of that. I can believe all that. But it was, people had a good time. It, it was a very party atmosphere. Were, were people as concerned how they dress and look back then as they do now? Or like, or just having fun, how they look. They had fun, but they also were into the style. Yeah. You know, they were in the style. You wanted to dress the style that was popular and hip back then. I remember I had bell bottoms that were like two feet wide at the bottom. <laughs> Mark with bell bottoms. I did. Uh, hey, I bring did. that back. It, it, you know, corduroy, too. Corduroy's cool. I've always yeah. heard, um, like in the 70s, if you had a beard, you were classified as a hippie. You were. If really? you had long hair, you were a hippie, too. Yeah. Yeah. What's that song? Long-haired hippie people not not need not apply. You know what song I'm talking about, guys? No, what I don't know. That? That I've never heard it before. Signs, signs, everywhere are signs. Talking about the season, changing my minds. <laughs> never heard that. You never heard that song? I've never heard that before. Look it up. It's a great song. We will look it up. We will. Yeah. yeah. Insert the song right here in the middle of the pod. No. <laughs> Get copyrighted. Why was beards considered part of the hippie movement? Like, I mean, was it just lazy? Was it, yeah. Yes, the clean-cut people were clean-cut. You were sharp, you looked good, you were presentable to the general public. The hippies were more natural, free. Women didn't shave their 
armpits and <laughs> sometimes and it was just it was all natural was the hippie way to go interesting and ain't that funny how or isn't it funny how <laughs> that's changed now like beards are now back in style and oh yeah they're trimmed i mean mullets i i we're not gonna talk about the like mullets. anything goes nowadays almost anything. well i'm 62 and i've i've seen these changes throughout time through the decades clothes i was wearing back in the 70s are back in style now you know it, mm-hmm. it's just the the trends come and go and they they just cycle themselves over and over and over is there any particular item of clothing that you would love to see again that you haven't seen yet or anything you remember from back then or is it kinky all kind boots. of definitely his kinky boots <laughs> Uh, you guys ever heard of waffle stompers? No. No, I but I'm not. looking it up right now. They were boots. I had a blue suede pair, and they're called waffle stompers because the bottom of them, it looked like a waffle. That's cool. And, oh, no. and those were so popular. Everybody really? wore them. Plus the colorful clothes. Mm-hmm. The tie-dye clothes, that was a very common thing. You know, everybody, everything was bright, cheery, and, and great. You yeah, that was picture, Christian? yeah, they like almost look like Timberlands. Did you find the waffle stompers? Oh wow! Is that what it looked like? Is that what they look like? Yeah, I had a, a blue suede pair though. Let me look that up. That's a while. Maybe I was going for the Funky. Elvis look, the blue suede shoes. Yeah, there you go. Have you watched the HBO? Uh, or, well, it's on HBO now. But have you watched the Elvis oh, movie? Oh, these are cool. I have not. Noah told me that I would like it. My family would like it. I think oh, everyone yeah. my family's seen it except for me. It's really good. Yeah, you would really like it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You actually, that's awesome. That's what, this is going to be the picture for our uh, We're going to find Instagram. you a pair. Do you want a pair? I'll get you <laughs> sure, a pair. Sure, sure, sure. Everybody gets a pair. Look under your chairs. Waffle stompers. <laughs> <laughs> you get one, and you get one, and you get one. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Oprah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah. Does she still have her TV show? No, Oprah? I'm she not, retired not, like not. 10 years ago. What's that? She retired like 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Well, a little, maybe a little There's bit longer. There's no way. I thought she... Well, maybe. The Queen retired this week. <laughs> uh, no, that's horrible. That is horrible. Hey, honorable remember, mention. What was the, there's other like big royal moments in the UK. Do you remember like, was it the Princess Diana? Oh, Princess Diana. When was, was that? She was the people's princess. She was delightful, lovely, charming woman that not just Britain, not just the UK, everybody in the world loved Princess Diana. Why? She, 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 her humanity, humanitarian effects her humanitarian acts. Um, she was just charming, and she was married to the future king of England. Too nice to be kept alive. <laughs> well, well, yeah, did she break the status quo? Is that I have a conspiracy about that. I think that that was deliberate. When, when did that happen? What do you mean? Her passing? Her passing. Um, That's my opinion. I may be wrong, but... Yeah. No, it was a big ordeal, first of all, that she and Prince Charles got a divorce. That was not supposed to happen in the monarchy. And so that happened. Um, then she met her other future husband. And um, from what I understand, the whole death thing, it was a proper paparazzi chase through the tunnels of Paris. And the driver had a wreck. But it was a, it was a moment in history where I can remember being glued to the TV, hearing Princess Diana has been in an accident. And I waited up all night with my mother-in-law to see, you know, is she going to be okay? Wow. It, it just changed history. When was that, you know? Oh, I gosh. I don't know off the top of my head. I can't head. remember. Uh, before you guys were born, yeah, I'm sure. sure. But, um, I was going to ask that. It was back in the 80s. But it, it just, 
changed history. She was just such a lovely, caring, charming woman that was like a leader to everybody. A big role model. Is, oh, definitely. Is the news of today, like, for instance, the news, you go watch the news now, it's constant, you know, negative, always exactly. negative. Has it always been like that? And I'm not trying to say, hey, you're old, but you've been through a couple <laughs> years, right? And you've seen the news change its cycles just like the clothing. Yes. So has it always been like that? Sensationalist. It, yeah. it, it has been. Um, I would just prefer now that you get the good stories first versus the bad. Right now, it's just all the negative, this, this, this happened, this happened. Um, I think the world is much more political now than it should be, and I think that uh, tops the news stories, um, whereas I think let's, let's talk about the good things happening in the world, not all the bad things. All right. They say that, uh, which I, I talked about this in the last podcast episode, they... Uh, they say that the anxiety levels of teens nowadays is at the same level as your typical insane asylum, uh, I guess you would say, I wouldn't say attendee, but someone who was, well, what's the word, commissioned into an insane asylum? Committed. Committed, committed. not commissioned. Commissioned. <laughs> commissioned. Yeah, I'm commissioning you. commissioned you. into the Army. <laughs> or no, that's an insane no, asylum. I'm the state hospital commissioner. Like in the 1950s, people that were committed into insane asylums had the same anxiety level as our normal kids today. Apparently, I read that on an article. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but I could believe it. Everything around us is negative, and it's all politically negative, and it's constantly go- being shoved down our throats, no matter where we are. I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? Device in your pocket. Oh yeah, iPhones. Mm-hmm. That's another question. What was life like without technology? Totally different. Totally different. This is where I feel so old because so many things have changed. You know, I could talk to you guys about so much stuff. Pay phones, party lines, things like this you've never heard of. Um, and it's just through the years. I could talk about prices of food and gas and all that in the past. It's all changed. But um, technology, it's, it's we're in a technico- technologically advanced wor- world right now. Um, it's It's... So different from when I grew up. Do you think technology is a good thing? Or do you think it's... I mean, obviously, technology can be a good thing, but do you believe technology is good or bad? I mean, do you think that there is any in-between at all? I think there's an in-between. I think technology is good. It's helpful. It's educational. But I also think it's bad in that I've always said that the Internet is going to be the downfall of the world. You should not be able to go on the Internet and look up anything. You should not be going in. No. Why, why would you want to go on there and have something available to people to um, find out how to make a bomb to kill people? Yeah. But you can do that. You can look that stuff up. That should not be out there publicly approved and available for people to look at. There mm-hmm. needs to be limits. There needs to be guidance. There needs to be, uh, what's the word, where, where you, you don't allow that, you know. It, it's just. There's too much information. Information is great, but the correct information, not stuff that could be detrimental to humanity. Interesting. So you think, like, information in terms of how you cook this pasta is okay, but not how to create a bomb? Is that basically what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Pasta's great. Share <laughs> that information. So one you know, thing. What, what, what do people sorry, now? Um, excuse me. 
No, no. I'm talking because I feel emotional about this. But okay, go let's, for it. let's say um, you need to repair something. You can Google it. You can look it up, how to do this. That's helpful information. But detrimental, harmful information should not be available to the general public. Okay. And especially children. No, how do we, how do we screen what kids can see versus adults? Interesting. I've never even thought about that, honestly, because, I mean, we're all pretty innocent in here. We don't look that stuff up. We, you know, typically what I'm researching is history stuff or, or cooking, uh, stuff like that. You know, I'm not yeah. necessarily on the Internet looking up how to well, create a I bomb. guess I can probably see where you're coming from because you didn't really grow up with the Internet. So kids nowadays all. have different problems than kids back then did. You know, you have 12-year-olds with porn addictions, but back right. then... Porn barely existed if it wasn't in a magazine. Right. Yeah. Back then, you hoped you could get a hold of a magazine if yeah. you want to see porn. Yeah. But now, it's just available. You just click a button on your phone, and you can see it. Yeah. And that's not right. So that, that is, in my opinion, not appropriate. So you don't think the trade-off of information is worth it? It's like a double-edged sword. You know, we have a, There's a lot of good information out there if you need it, but a lot of bad. So you think the bad outweighs the good, or...? No, I think the good outweighs the okay, bad. Cool. The bad is the bad, but it's just too accessible to anybody who wants to see it. And it should not be that accessible. The bad is There should be more screenings good. on what is allowed on the Internet versus yeah, what is not NSA, allowed. NSA, do your job. Come on. So I'm just going to play devil's advocate here just for the sake of playing it. Sure. Um, so isn't that technically infringing on freedoms? Technically, I'm just curiosity. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it is? Some people will say so. Censorship. It is called censorship, but I think there there should be censorship. There are certain things that should not be made public, put out there. Everybody can have access to. Okay. Not the bad stuff, you know. And, and that's a you know my rights to do this or that. That's that kind of question. But I just believe that. We need to clean up a lot of stuff. Clean yeah. up the streets. The I mean, I, I can agree with you that uh, that there needs to be a level of responsibility and censorship in terms of evil things that are so easily accessible, like pornography, like you know, like you were saying, creating bombs, or even how to three D print weapons, right? But the problem is, and this is where again I'm playing devil's advocate, is people take that power of censorship to a really high extreme so then therefore you can't even express your political views yeah. you can't you can't I was about I to mean, touch on that no go ahead you can't write something that someone disagrees with without them cutting it off now in a perfect world I, I I would say yes I think you're right and I still think you're right but it's very tricky because just put one person in power who's got too much authority and thinks that oh because Sally Sue said something I didn't like I want to censor them and unfortunately, we live in a world like that where people can't accept the truth, so they just censor it. Does that, does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. Perfectly good sense. And I, I don't believe in that. People should be able to express their opinion, say what they want to say. Absolutely. And then you, as the, I guess, consumer or listener, you can choose what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. Right. Um, my take from your question earlier was, Children being able to access this stuff. Mm -hmm. They can't okay. make judgments, mm -hmm. you know. Absolutely. Uh, my wife will listen to all sorts of stuff on the Internet. 
she, she will hear everything and she'll try to tell it to me and I'm like I don't want to hear that you know so we we just we differ on that stage but I can choose what I want to watch or what I don't want to watch but kids can get tied up in that stuff yeah I mean no. that sorry uh, that's almost like I think age censorship could be a good thing like you can't get a pistol till you're 21 um you that would be so hard to the turn internet, off the internet. Yeah, it'd be really hard to do. <laughs> but like the internet opens up to you at a certain age completely. Yeah. And you it know? doesn't help that children are given phones and iPads to use at a very young, young yeah. age. I didn't get my first phone until I was fifteen, I think. I think it was fifteen. Well that that's one point I would like to make. It all goes back to parental control. Yeah. You know, you've got the parents have to be involved in the children's life. They have to know what they're looking at, you know, what sites they're visiting, and and be in charge of that. Mm-hmm. And that's the one way to control it. Mm-hmm. it. It's how you raise your children. Wow, and that is that is really true because my wife, uh, she works at a daycare, and she comes back and tells me some of these wild stories. And when I was growing up, not granted, I don't remember how how life was when I was three, four years old, but I do remember how my parents raised me to be very polite, respectful, you know, not going around screaming, you know, but you hear some of these stories that my wife shares, or I hear some of the stories that my wife shares and these kids are out of control and it goes back to their raising. So I I totally agree with you that the parents need to take a, a grip or get a grip on raising their kids at Anyway, I'm not going to get delve too deep in that because well, I'll uh, offend some people. But No, not to offend somebody, but they do need to get a grip on that. But on the other flip side of the coin, we got to realize what the parental life is too. You know, there's got to be a balance between the parental life and the kid's life. A parent's duty is to take care of their children. But sometimes the parent's life is not so stable, and it can be a difficult situation. So maybe that's where daycare workers come in to help who knows it it just yeah definitely I want to touch on something uh, because it ties into the last podcast we had as well but I'm going to start with a question like what was one of the first movies you ever saw in theaters growing up you're going to laugh at me no (laughs) no we're not Steamboat Willie (laughs) no no that's At age four, my mom took me to the movie theater, first movie theater I'd ever been to, and that big screen was ho- so huge, and it was the movie 1964, Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Oh, wow, That's okay. Awesome. And since then, that is, you ask any of my children, anybody that knows me, that is my favorite movie of all time. It's a great movie. I could probably, I can tell you every word of that movie. Every song. Let's put it on right now. Put it on. I'll <laughs> sing every song, but you won't like my voice. And then... Uh, on the last episode we talked about, I want to ask you this question as well. Was there any character that you, in a movie or any entertainment, that you like, you took great inspiration from or and impressed on you a lot, this person, uh, and you wanted to be like them? Was there any particular character in media or movies that maybe helped you shape your identity, maybe or at least as a teen or something like that? Okay, well, back to the sound of music. First movie I ever saw. Uh, Christopher Plummer played Captain Von Trapp. He was a, a military man, a Navy man, very respectable admiral. He, he was he was 
recruited for the, the Nazi army. Unfortunately, he was a Nazi. Well, and, and but he was a family man. You know, he, he his children, as his role changed, as he met Maria, the nun, and it, it, um, he became a family man. Family became first. Family was first. Okay, um, back on the topic of censorship. Um, I've, you can see with media, social media, that censorship has already started plaguing America in subtle ways with our media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all these kind of things. I've seen good people post good things and they get reported or taken down because the media people didn't like what it said or didn't agree with it. So that being said, whenever the loud is so seems to bad seems to be so loud, where do you get your good source of news, media, truth? So are you asking in a world full of bad information and bad sources, where do you find your good source of information? Yeah. Or entertainment? I guess that's a good question. Where do you find your good source of information and entertainment? I guess it's just something that you've got to seek out. You know, um, I feel like these, um, I don't know what's the word, because I'm not very internet savvy or anything, but the, the people that control these things, Facebook, Twitter, and all that, bad things get put on there, they need to be responsible for taking it down. They're the only ones that can do that. Anybody can put that on there. They need to be responsible for what is there and what's not there. You know, and if there's something that is inappropriate, totally bad, it needs to be shut down. Um, as far as finding the good, a lot of people post a lot of good stuff. You just got to look for it. Yes, you almost have to become your own filter because no amount exactly. of filters you put on your phone is going to change anything. Exactly. You, you look for what you want to look for. It's just I just am concerned about people that look for the bad stuff. Yeah. I guess you can so. always put your phone down. You can. And not look at it. You can turn it off. It's a choice. Yes. So. But getting any someone under the age of probably 30 day to turn off their phone and not look at it is probably not going to happen. Yeah. It's tough. You know, going back to choices uh, and, action, or, and the repercussions of choices being made, <laughs> something that my dad's talked to me about and I've talked to him about several times, um, is people nowadays refuse to take responsibility for any of the choices or actions that they they take. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, but it's sad at the same time because a lot of bad actions not only affect you, the person who made the bad choice, but it affects everybody around you. And it makes you a very selfish individual. I mean, the same could be said about social media and watching bad things or mm -hmm. putting good in front of you. All it takes is one bad choice to ruin your mind, warp your mind. And so, you know, I agree with the censorship to an extent. I think there's a happy medium. And again, we've already talked about this. I think there is a happy medium to censorship but unfortunately, in the day and age we live in with the people that we have in power... Everyone's got an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. There's no accurate 
or perfect cause for humanity. Does that make sense? Does yeah. that make sense? I guess you're saying ethics and morals go out the window because we're selfish. Exactly. And media is selfish. And There's always an agenda. Yeah. And that's human nature, though, really. Uh, we are all very selfish people. I mean, let's be real here. Someone's on the side of the road, their tire's flat. How many times are you going to stop and actually help them? Yeah. But is that a call? Is that because we are selfish or because we're taught to be selfish? It's because of the way the life, the, the world is now. You don't know whether you can do a good deed or whether the good deed would turn back on you because of wh- what their agenda is. The world's so fast paced right now. You got to get to work. You can't help them. You got to get to work. Right. You know? And another thing that I was just thinking about, you know, it's happened numerous times. Someone's on the side of the road and you play, uh, what would you call it? Uh, profiling. And so, like, say you're driving on the road, you're driving on the highway, you see a person driving a, I don't know, 2002 Silverado, right? The moment you see them, you're That's profiling my car. Them. I actually really <laughs> like those, though. <laughs> no, I really kidding. like 2002 I'm is kidding. one of my favorite year models, though. <laughs> Being serious, though. Uh, anyway, uh, you profile that individual. They might be the sweetest person in the world, but because they're driving an old beat-up car or whatever, you'd pass by them because you're afraid you're going to get shanked or robbed. And... I think that has a lot to play, I'm sorry, I think that has a lot to do with how society, you know, because of entertainment, because of social media, because of instant entertainment on these phones and stuff like that, we're fed a narrative of racial, social profiling. Does that, does that, does that make sense? I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole. No, but no, I get it. I mean, what do you think? It makes perfectly good sense. I agree with you totally. You know, I, I would love to stop and pick up everybody, but you've got this this feeling like, am I safe doing that because of just the way things are, the way the world is. But, you know, you should not judge whether you pick up the person in the old beat-up car versus the, the brand-new car because they both could potentially just need people that need help. Right. And exactly. we should be able to reach out to them be and help them. Jeff Bezos and his uh, old Honda Accord. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not going to pick him up for nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that made me think of uh, cancel culture. It's almost like the media is grooming your characteristics or our teenagers' characteristics that are coming the next generation. That not it always been around, though? Yeah, but it's more prevalent now. Mark, has that always been around, cancel culture? Cancel culture. As in, like... You're, you can't say anything without, you know... Like, say a professional actor says something racist. Or, or what they not not even racist, racist, but that yeah perceived, and they just completely don't get any movie roles anymore, just canceled. I don't. I, I know it happens. I know mm-hmm. it's there and it's reality, but I don't think that that's appropriate. I think that you know people can make slip ups. They can say things that they should not say in public. Um, if that's the way they feel, that's the way they feel. But you've just got to be careful what you say in general to the public uh, because it can ultimately affect your entire life and your career. Right? Has, has it always been as bad as it is now? No, I do not think so. I think in the past it was it was there, but it wasn't it, – I mean, it did not ruin or shut down a career. Gotcha. You know, it, it was there. It might have been said, and you might have been a little bit, you know, 
punished or, or slap on the hand saying, no, you yeah. shouldn't say that. But it just didn't shut you down. That makes sense because I've seen people that said something 30 years ago. It's being brought up now. Yeah, and I think you know? that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. 30 years ago was 30 years ago. The world was a different society back then. That That is to me ridiculous you cannot go back and dig up the past on everybody yeah. everybody's done bad things in their past they're not happy of they're not proud of but don't hold people you know don't hold it against them what they did 30 years ago come on move on with your Is life there a line there though what if it was something really bad it was really bad they were probably well, it's like they were probably Cosby. punished for it back then what yeah. do you consider bad though bill cosby <laughs> oh okay well that's that well, yeah, because that's a good example. He like, just got away with it, though. I mean, it's yeah, that's so the long. thing. He, we, nobody knew that back that's in his true. prime time. I, I mean, I watched him, you know, on his TV show, and he was America's hero. You know, the perfect dad, but we did not know he was doing those things. Now we know he was, and so he's been shamed for it. He's been punished for it. You know, there are people that you think are wonderful people that do horrible things. But at the time, you know, we respected him. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on the whole Hollywood and their quote-unquote perfect characters where they're, right. they'll easily crucify someone else about the same thing they'll end up doing. They're hypocrites. They're just human like everybody yeah, else. exactly. They make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all do good things. Uh, it's just that if you're in a limelight, Hollywood, anybody finds out about anything bad you've done, Boom, they focus on it, and that's all you hear. About. I guess, okay, that kind of goes back to my question I asked earlier whenever I said the bad stuff. I guess the bad media, the bad news like that, like canceling somebody or shaming somebody for something they did 30 years ago, it's good for business. You sure know, it not, is. You know, it makes good TV. It makes good news. I mean, It makes the headlines. It makes yeah. the newspapers. It makes the tabloid news sell papers. It makes money. It makes money. You know, and, but then you can't. What do you believe when you read all that stuff? You oh, know, okay. you don't know what to believe. Yeah. It's just it's sensationalism yeah. that people like. They thrive on it, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not. Who knows? Some people just live for the drama. They do. I mean, you look at all these TV shows nowadays. It's I sound like I've been in the past before. Na- nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> and you're what? How old are you? Uh, I'm only t- uh, uh, only twenty two, but. Uh, I live, I, my parents are old school, so I mean. I've got 40 years on you, brother. No, no, you do. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, my parents believe in the old way of raising your kids, the old, you know, and it's not even old. It's honestly the right way. Tradi- it's the best way. Traditional. Traditional. We're the last generation that had VHS. Oh, that was a good time. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? I censorship. No, I know we're talking about censorship. We're just talking about bad media and how it's. Whether it's right or wrong, whether you should believe it or not believe it, and I don't believe it. I think it's just it, it's made up for to Con- sell newspapers and, and articles. Convicting somebody for something they said thirty years ago—that's that's so silly. Or even ten years ago, exactly. People, you know, words that come out of our mouths—it's one of the hardest. Well, be hundred percent real with you. It is extremely hard to watch what you say. Typically, right. You know, the old phrase, think before you speak, that's that's easier said than done, especially when emotions are involved. Yeah. And so people will end up saying stuff publicly or they'll write something out of hate or anger. And did they really mean it? We don't know. But 
10, 15 years ago, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of times those people have matured. I would, I would say, I would try to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I don't think crucifying somebody or something said 15 years ago is actually doing any, anybody any good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the past is the past. You can't change the exactly. past. You can't change the past. You can't uh, prosecute or, or, or downfall someone for what they did in the past. You know, with, the with times were different. With exceptions. But let's say, um, yeah, you mean people do things they're not proud of in current times, but back then it wasn't intended to be anything like that. Yeah. Um, our grandparents were raised a certain way. And I heard, I've, growing up, I've heard them say some questionable things, but that's just how they were raised. And it's completely different now. Yeah. Poor, poor old little racist grandma. Yeah. I mean, no, because my, our grandparents weren't racist. I saw them interact with people. and But it's just they threw that word around like it was nothing. But they, it's how you were raised. Hey, uh, let me tell you this. I was born in Virginia, raised in Virginia. Uh, grandparents from Virginia. Um, I don't mean to get into racist thing. It's not racist, but uh, my grandmother had a black nanny basically yeah. that lived with them and times were different you know my grandmother would tell her you can't do this you can't do that because of this or that reason and back now people would think that is racist but back then that was the reality of life yeah you know and, and nobody thought of it in any bad way but now if i tell these stories people are like oh wow i cannot believe that you know i cannot believe that they would think that way but back then that was that was life mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of like ignorance is bliss? Like they, they didn't know any better, so it's just normality. For it them. wasn't ignorance at the time. It was just the reality of the time. Interesting. You know, but perceptions have changed now through the years that how could you have done that or thought that? But back then it was, there was nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anything else you want to add to that? There's a little bit of rabbit hole. I hope I'm not getting, kind of I hope not getting myself into trouble saying these things. No, absolutely but no, not. I'm just being honest. I'm reporting this immediately. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't trying to Please go do. down that. You'll be the next <laughs> Was it? I said I wasn't trying to go down that, but I was just trying to make a point that times are different now. They're very mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So. For the good and for the bad. Yeah. Do you think times or time goes in a cycle in terms of events and like... 70s, right? People thought the world was going to end in the 70s. Oh, yeah. And they've always said that since for ages now. But do you think that there is a repeat, wash, rinse, repeat of history? Oh, sure, for sure. I already spoke about it with the clothes and how they're coming back in style. I mean, if you save your clothes long enough, they're going to be back in style someday down the line. Overalls. And, and yeah, overalls, (laughs) bell bottoms, everything. But, um, I do believe in that. You know, back when, what, what, 1999 to 2000, we thought the whole world was going to shut down, you know, with the Internet and computers and the time clocks and everything. What was going to happen? I can remember celebrating New Year's Eve that day, and we're like, what's going to be happen, happen tomorrow? And now we're in 2022. Nothing changed. Yeah. So it's just the world moves on. We proceed forward. But, yes, things do cycle Definitely around and around and around. Have wow. you seen history repeat itself? Uh, many, many times. Yeah. Uh, well, 
I say history as far as like styles, music, uh, clothing. The Civil War. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> but if you uh, you say, have you seen history repeat itself? Yeah. I get on that subject because I am against. I am one of those people who is against trying to change history. You know, things happen. Civil War, you know, tearing down statues, uh, you know, that kind of thing. You cannot change history. Why do you want to change history? Because you don't believe in what's going. What happened then doesn't mean you should try to change it now. If it I sorry, if ahead. I play the devil's advocate, I think it's more like they see it. The other side would uh, see it as a celebration of certain parts of history. So yes, you, tearing down statues. They see it as a celebration because. History did not go they wanted the way they wanted it to go. But that's history. You cannot change that. You should not try well, to change that. The Civil War, when they say that the Confederates lost, so why would you have uh, Confederate statues and stuff up still? Because of the people that they supported. That was their, their, their side. Their people they supported. Yeah. If it's not around, you won't know about it. Yeah. It, it, I it, just don't think there's any reason anybody should try to change anything about history. History is maybe what, a, what about just the case for downsizing it, where maybe if they have a little placard and a mu- museum instead of a statue? It happened. Why try to change it? We celebrate our heroes. We change our history books all the time. We sell. We we don't celebrate our villains, but we do learn from them. I mean, a great example is Hitler. How I mean, to not gas juice? <laughs> it's like how to not gas juice. I don't. What would we learn from Hitler? You learn what to look for. Yeah. Right. So we don't. You, you learn it. what the bad looks like. Exactly. You know, Hitler. I don't think, not to disagree, but in your wording, we don't celebrate history. Uh, His, yeah. Hitler. We look at what he did, maybe why he did it, and try to learn from it. Mm-hmm. But I would never celebrate him. Right. No. Uh, no. I, I didn't mean to say celebrate. I will say, and this is kind of weird. I don't, let me let me put a little bit of rephrase. Re, what's that? Rephrase. I'm going to rephrase this real quick for you. I do not think the man, I think the man is pure evil. I think Hitler is pure pure evil. But you can at least admire the fact that he was able to actually usher a whole group of people to follow him. He did. I mean, you you can at least give that guy that much credit. He could give a good speech. He could give a good speech and he could could get a crowd moving. Yes, he he could encourage the masses to join him in his following. And what he believed was true. And he was able to enroll them and bring them into following him and his beliefs. Right. Be it right or wrong, I'll give him that. He may be a good encourager, a good leader, but just not in the right direction. Well, I would never take anything that Hitler did and learn from it. I know. You know, you know what I'm saying? I know that. I, I know guess that. Um, we could say this episode has kind of been about good and bad. Right. You know, the difference in it. Not really the difference, but just deciphering your way through the loudness of each one and finding your way. What'd you say? Life's choices. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what life is, yeah. You know that better than any of us, though. Just because I'm the oldest, right? No. Well, you <laughs> had, You know what? Being older, you know, talking with my dad and stuff like that, even my mom and grandparents, it's a very honorable thing to be older because they, they, they have a lot of life lessons to share and a lot of things that we go through now like me, Noah, Christian, that we go through now that they're like, it's not that bad. You'll get through it, and you'll at the end of the tunnel, 
you'll look back and be like, that was not that bad. Or you learn something from every situation that goes on in life. So It's just very interesting being my age. It's what I went through is so different than what you guys are going through now. Mm-hmm. But it's different, but it's also just this feeling and the change, you know. It's difficult for people to go through change, through progress through time, but... Um, yeah, I think old people are wiser sometimes. I'd, yeah. I'd like uh, experience. Yeah, I'd like to say something. I, Mark was beating himself up before this podcast. Who wants to hear Mark talk? But because of his age, let me say this: my grandparents very quiet people, so they didn't tell a lot of stories about the past and what it looked like and how it is now, and they didn't really remember because they were just old. But you're <laughs> at, you're at an age right now where you're still fun. Not just an old <laughs> grandpa. Wow. And uh, <laughs> you, you, make you, t- you tell really good stories, and that's why we wanted you on this podcast. Well, let me tell you this. Any chance you get, any, top or any opportunity you have to talk to an older person and hear stories, especially if it's a family member, get a notepad, be old school, write down the stories. Yeah. I did this with my, with my wife and I did this with, with my grandfather, and we just, just the history, the family tree. Yeah. Who who were your parents? Who were their parents? Who were you know? Branch it out. Write it down because once they're gone, you you may not ever know that. Yeah. Uh, that history and that lineages, that lineage and the the family tree and and your past is so important to what shapes your future. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I, I love hearing people tell stories. Yeah. And it, it's great to be a storyteller. All right. And that is why we had you on this. Well, thank you. I don't know if I did a great job. You did a fantastic no, did. job. Don't worry about it. You've, you've said things that I never knew about the world. Yeah. Thank Back you. Back in the day. Thank yeah. you. That's Anything right. else you guys want to add to this? No. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, Appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good one. We hope you guys enjoy, and we will see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.